Welcome to Euractiv's Digital Brief Podcast, the first one after the summer break. I'm Luca Bertuzzi, your Digital and Media Editor. This week, we look at the Strategic Foresight Report released by the European Commission. For an overview on all things digital in the EU, sign up to our free newsletter or visit the website euractive.com. This is Euractiv's Digital Brief Podcast. The Strategic Foresight Report is a yearly publication by the European Commission that looks at long-term trends and how the EU should address them. The most relevant macro trend for digital affairs is hyperconnectivity. In fact, the Commission estimates that globally the number of connected devices will pass from 30 billion in 2020 to 200 billion in 2030. The result will revolutionize the way we live, work, and enjoy our services. However, it will also open the door to new risks like cyber attack and network outages, things we are already starting to see now. Another threat is the theft of intellectual property and also data breaches and loss. The report goes on to analyze the situation for uh, Europe digital sovereignty. It notes that almost 20% of the world's patents and publications are held by Europe, but it's lagging behind in terms of private investments in research and development, which might in the long term mean Europe loses out in the race with other global powers. In particular, the gap is widening with Japan, South Korea, the US and China. An element considered crucial for the EU digital sovereignty is its capacity to process, store and manage data. Big data and advanced analytics play a key role in developing emerging technologies. However, they see the US and China in the lead. This is also due to the fact that the EU mostly relies on non-European providers for cloud services, which of course means uh, the EU is strategically dependent on, on other countries for its data infrastructure. The need to boost the EU capacity in semiconductors is also highlighted as other great powers are investing massively in scaling up their capacities. For the Commission, the EU should use its advanced manufacturing capacity to compete with the other advanced economies. The EU can count on a very strong manufacturing base. The report also notes that Europe is lagging behind the US, Japan and China for quantum computing. However, the EU force quantum computers should open in 2025. And the EU could have cutting-edge quantum capabilities by 2030 if matched by investments. That's a big if, though. Other emerging technologies crucial for the EU digital future are singled out to be the Internet of Things, 5 and 6G, and, of course, edge computing. The Commission also points out to space technology as the new frontier for international competition. Gaining a competitive advantage would mean to be able to anticipate risks such as hybrid threats or cyber espionage. Space is also seen as increasingly an area of military competition, in particular for anti-satellite weapons. The weight on the EU economy for the space sector is currently estimated around 50 billion euros, which might however grow to 1 trillion euros by 2040.
The Commission also notes that the EU has a competitive advantage in terms of satellite services. However, the US, China and Russia dominate space launchers and space missions, and private actors are also increasingly entering the sector. However, making the best of emerging technologies requires to fill in the skills gap. 50% of current jobs globally could be automated by 2030, which means 50% of the current jobs could be automated, of course, with significant differences across countries and sectors. While new jobs are expected to appear in the future, they will also require new skills. Being able to upskill and reskill the workforce will be a major challenge. The risk is also to leave old generations behind, which could foster distrust in technologies and public institutions. In fact, another macro trend the Commission points to is the pressure on democratic institutions. This is something we have seen with disinformation, which was allowed with new platforms and on online tools. This is something we are already seeing with disinformation and new technologies. However, the scale might still increase. Digital technologies have in fact opened the door to information attacks and hybrid warfare, not only by traditional actors such as state, but also by organized crimes, business and individuals that might get a competitive advantage from spreading disinformation globally. Being able to protect media freedom and the democratic debate both online and offline is seen as a strategic objective for the EU. Another challenge of the digital transition is to make it compatible with the green transition. Digital technologies are likely to increase e-waste as well as to drive up the demand for energy and the use of rare resources. However, there are promising technologies that have high decarbonization potential. One example is the new materials for biodegradable electronics. 3D and printed electronics might also help to reduce the environmental impact. Another challenge the EU needs to address is the great power competition over the internet infrastructure. In July, the Council has given the Commission the mandate for a global connectivity strategy. However, Europe is very late compared to China and the US, which are investing massively in developing digital infrastructure around the world. That's all we got time for this week. Don't forget to sign up to our free Digital Brief newsletter to receive a comprehensive overview on digital affairs in the world of European politics and policy directly in your mailbox. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast published on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and Amazon Music. I'm Luca Bertuzzi and thank you for listening.